listening to the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast, hosted by J.J. Duke, an all-access pass to Fairfield University Lacrosse. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast, and it is a very happy podcast. It's number 14 on the season. Why is it happy, you might ask? Well, we've already clinched one title, this being on the women's side. It is the regular season champions episode as Fairfield Women's Lacrosse. They have gone through the gauntlet. They survived. They played Iona on Wednesday. They survived a couple more bumps and bruises along the way. But with one game left to go in the regular season, Fairfield women are at 7-0 in the MAC. They come in with a record of 12-3, and they have the last day of the season. They could certainly have a little bit of fun. Laura Field is here with us, and well, you told me prior to the uh, the Iona game that you haven't had much sleep in the last couple of weeks. You're waking up with a few extra gray particles in the noggin, but does it feel a little better now knowing that you have that last game and there's not a whole lot of pressure behind it? Um, it, it feels better. It feels good to win a championship, a regular season championship. Um, but, you know, I think the way we're playing, we know that there's still a lot more in front of us, and we have to get a lot better to actually – accomplish what we set out to do we're not taking for granted we have this last game of the regular season and uh, Canisius is um, a well-known opponent for us and um, you know as as much as they're not having the best year they just upset Niagara last night so um, you know we want to get through that and then we want to set our sights on um, on the championship segment we'll certainly talk about how these this conference continues to be wild as all craziness can unfold but uh, things to kind of keep in perspective with this program this is now back-to-back season where Fairfield has won at least a share or the outright regular season title, especially about how this season has gone about, injuries playing a part, the league not being as predictable as it may have been in years past. Does this make this year maybe a little bit more special? It makes it special for sure. Um, I think what makes it great is that we've also won games in very different ways um, and and in ways um, that we needed. So, you know, any given game, somebody else was willing to step up, whether it's a whole side of the ball. Yesterday, we were carried by our offense. They played outstanding. Standing. They played out of their minds. Um, and, and across the board on the offense, not just one or two players. Um, you know, we had a good lockdown game, uh, you know, earlier in the week. So it depends on um, what given day, which side of the ball is stepping up. Um, it makes it special to see that because it, we know that we have talent there. We haven't put together the perfect version of us, um, whether it's been because of injuries, whether it's been because, um, you know, just the way the ball bounces on a given day. I, I would love for the general public to see the version that we we see a practice to see how good we actually can be. Well, you talk about the general public, and it's an opportunity now for Fairfield for the first time since 2005, and that was when it was a predetermined site in the MAC where Fairfield now can host a postseason tournament. Had a quarterfinal last year, but now you get the real you know opportunity. And for those who have never actually seen postseason lacrosse, what is a weekend like that entail? It's exciting, um, you know, for for fans to come see. It's the good weather, so that brings out the fans. It is, and especially this year, it is anybody's game. So you come out to root on your team because anything is possible come tournament time, and we know that we've been the beneficiary of that. So, um, you know, we're we're thrilled to have it at home. This is a great environment to show off. Fairfield is an outstanding um, host facility, so um, we are very excited to show that to everybody else. That tournament's going to be on. 
tournament May the 2nd, that is the semifinal round of Thursday, and then May the 4th will be a championship Saturday. Uh, we do not have start times just yet as the MAC uh, goes about their business. We'll have more information for you, so stay tuned to FairfieldStags.com. However, before we turn back to yesterday's game against Iona, you did have an interesting point that you made in the post-game remarks, saying that, you know, as we all know, and this is by hosting and playing at home in a conference tournament, you still have to take care of business come tournament time. Home field advantage doesn't give you everything, which I think is very well put because having the tournament is one thing, but the pressure also of being the host and getting the job done at home is another thing. It is it is pressure. Um, you know, like I said, we have been the team on the road that has won. All my championships have been on the road um, by virtue of predetermined sites or highest seed. Um, so, you know, everybody loves going into somebody else's house and upsetting. We we know that. And I think the advantage that we have is that we have been through that experience, so we know how to shut it down. Um, but it's very real. I mean, we want to defend our home, but it's going to take a lot of work to do that. That it will. So let's talk back this Iona game briefly, where yesterday the group comes in off of three consecutive one-goal victories, Marist on the road 10-9, Monmouth 13-12, and then the Siena game where unfortunately not many of us had an opportunity to look at it, but by going how it played out, you had to come back late on, you had a lead, let it slip, and then two goals late. How much confidence did the group gain from that Siena game, knowing that you had to grind it out for the full 60 minutes, but still had the will to come back, then knowing that it was all laid out in front of you against Iona? Yeah, you know, we um, that was probably the first game that we had to fight back in the second half. Um, you know, we've given up some leads in the second half, and we have allowed some runs, um, unfortunately, in almost every game that we've played. But that was, you know, we had to dig our way back out, and we did it very systematically. Um, the calm of the players was really good to see. The excitement on the bench, I mean, we were fueled by the energy of, of those kids on the bench. Um, it didn't ever feel like it wasn't in hand, but it was a, um, a chippy game that was hard fought. So, um, you know, we know we're going to see some of these one-goal games again in the tournament, um, and, and we need to just uh, to keep taking lessons from those games. Now, this Iona team, and it's interesting when you look at it. Last year, they made the postseason tournament. They're the sixth seed. You guys played them in the quarterfinal round. They graduated a big core of that team, three main scorers, three starting defenders, and then they have eight freshmen coming in, but the freshmen, they're responsible for over 50% of the offense this season. You talk about how teams have been under the radar the last couple of seasons but are growing the core. You have a feeling that perhaps what give them another fall season to get it all together, that group might be contending for a regular season championship next year. You know, it's the nature of the beast in college athletics. You're going to graduate talent. Um, and if you're doing it right, you are graduating a lot of talent every year because you're cultivating that for their four years. So you have to be able to replenish, and you have to be confident and willing to play your younger kids to get them experience, but also to help teach them the lessons that are carry your team. It might take um, it might take them a year, but their you know their record doesn't show it. But Iona is a great example of of underclassmen playing hard. They played like they were winning a national championship yesterday, and they should, and that's great, and it's good for them to see. Um, it, the same goes for us. We have to know that we have strength in our underclassmen and continue to play them. Well, you talk about the strength in underclassmen, but it also has to go without saying you do have an outstanding yeah, our attacking group. Not so bad yeah, they're not bad. <laughs> and it's like, you know, this was a game for Brooke Gallagher, yeah. who has been marked by some of the best defenders all season long. And it showed the last three games coming into Iona being held to just a goal and an assist or maybe a goal and two assists the last couple of games. But she then comes out and has one of her games that we've seen her off, you know, put together all this season, uh, four goals, three assists, 
but it's not so much, and you've said this often, and not, it's not so much because the fact that she's not producing, it's just the players that are defending her, but this must have given her that extra boost of confidence saying, I've still got it in the bag. And I always argue this because I get this question a lot. Well, she was held to this, she was held to that. She wasn't held to anything. The measure of success for us, for Brooke, and for all of our players isn't the, the goals that they score. It's what else they do. Sure. And to Brooke's credit, um, you know, we have a very we have a very widespread offensive group that are all threats. Brooke does a phenomenal job on days that she's not scoring of facilitating the ball. She's been outstanding in the ride. We've joked about it. She's gotten a few more cards in the ride, but she's working her butt off in the ride. Um, the measure of success for Brooke isn't just in points on the board. If you watch a game, you're going to notice her. And for, for me, that's always been the measure of success. We love to see games like she had yesterday at Iona because then you do see kind of the fruits of your labor. Um, and and she was clutch. She you know we had some bad runs and she was able to stop the tide for us defensively and and give us some goals on the other end. And you know she's tough to mark. She's a tough kid and she was played physically and it, it didn't stop her. So um, you know her growth as a player in, in her evolution here uh, at Fairfield has been outstanding. And it culminated, of course, getting her 100th career point as well, which now makes of the senior class three different players to get 100 points, which. You know, now we're starting to see, of course, with the shot clock era, the points are going to start coming a little bit more frequently. But that's just no knock. These are three players in her Taylor Mitchell and Kathleen Holzman that every day over the last couple of years, they work hard and they're getting rewarded. And virtually in two years, Brooke got to 100 points. Yeah. Um, you know, I think she had something like eight she, points. It's going to so less than two years. Actually, yeah, yeah, she's there you go. There. Then, yep. um, you know, it is it is a testament to the work. And yeah, absolutely, the shot clock makes you shoot, but um, you still got a goalie that's going to make a save. So, you know, we're we're very proud of their their work. We look on the middle portion of the field now because, you know, with Aaron Mamley, who's been banged up over this entire season. You've had to go deep into the playbook this year to see who's going to have that day at the draw. And over the last couple of games, it's been either Nicola LaVista or Maggie Reynolds. When they both have these opportunities, what do they bring to the table? Because they are two very different players. Yeah, stylistically, they bring us different options. Um, you know, they're both working really hard and kind of um, – learning the nuances of the kids that take draws in the league so they can match up well against. Um, uh, you know, our assistant coach, Karen McHugh, is doing a great job with them at practice, getting them as many reps as we possibly can. It, it's big shoes to fill. Um, and, you know, we'd love for, for Aaron to get a little bit healthier, but we know that it's smarter for us to try to rep some other kids right now. Um, they've done a great job. And even when the ones that they're losing, um, they are starting to learn the trends that are going to give them success. That they are. And, you know, it, it's tough because we've always talked about how the, this league has so many very good draw control specialists. So there are going to be some days where the lopsided numbers come in, might not be in your favor all too often. But then the defense, you talked about how yesterday was an offensive day. Now, going into the final regular season game against Canisius, what's going to be the message to the back line saying, okay, now you have to step up because we may need you again down the road. Yeah, and and like I said before, Canisius is a very well-known opponent to us. And, you know, they've had a tough record, but they have power in their offense. So we need to shore up our defense, and we need to play – um, honestly, we just need to play better. We need to play better fundamentals, better technically, um, and we can. I think that's the frustration is that we haven't quite seen the version of us um, in the last couple games that we really know we are. 
But what's nice about playing Canisius is, okay, these are our, our kind of our old friends, our old foes. We we know them a little bit better. Um, you know, they know us as well. We're able to predict a little bit more about what we're going to see. Um, and we know it's going to be tough. Um, and I think we rise to those occasions. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun game. That's going to be at noon on this Saturday if you can't make it out to Rafferty Stadium. Make sure to watch with us on the Stag Sports Network. This episode also, it's not just going to be you on the hot seat. We're going to have the Brain Trust coming in as well. Uh, so we'll speak to both of your assistants in just a moment. But before you head off, it is also Senior Day as well on this Saturday. And it is always a bit of an emotional day as well. Thank, I guess thankfully for these seniors, this will not be their last home game. They will have an opportunity to play at least once more at home. But if you wouldn't mind just speaking quick about uh, this five, five plus one, I guess when you add yeah, Brooke yeah. into the grad soon. But what would this senior class mean? Um, uh, you know, this senior class has been outstanding. Um, you know, in terms of leadership, we've talked about it on this po- these podcasts. Um, you know, they they are great athletes. They are great lacrosse players. What is more important is they are phenomenal human beings. They bring great leadership. Their character is outstanding. You know, if if we need something as a staff, they're the first resource that we go to, and they help us in everything that we do. Um, you know, and and I can't say enough about what they've accomplished in their time here. It isn't all about. Um, you know, the stats or the awards or any of that. For them, it has always been about the team first. And, you know, that's not something that you can take credit for. Um, You know, they've done all the hard work to get us what we need. But what I love is that they know they're not done yet. Um, And they know that there's something still in front of them. So, you know, we're excited for Senior Day. We're excited to honor them. But the best way we can honor them is to keep on going. Absolutely. And well said. So what we're going to do is we are going to step aside for a brief moment. When we come back, we will have the Brain Trust in. And we'll introduce them and let you know about what happens in the behind the scenes as well. Fairfield Women's Lacrosse. But stay tuned here on the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast. Welcome back to this episode of the Inside Fairfield Lacrosse podcast. We've already talked with head coach Laura Field about picking up a regular season championship and how still with one game left to go makes life a little bit easier. But now we head to the part that, you know, now we get to learn the brain trust behind everything. You know, we have Laura Field who is the head coach, but there is a lot that happens behind the scenes in getting the team to where they are. So I'd like to welcome in uh, both of the assistants uh, for the Fairfield women's lacrosse team. One is the associate head coach in her second season who's you know kind of bounced around a fair few places, Princeton for five seasons, also worked at Mount St. Mary's, Virginia Tech, and Rutgers, and has gotten to the NCAA term a few times as a player, while the other is a 2016 grad of Maris, a three-time MAC honoree. And you could find her name in about like five or six different categories in the career record book list over there. We welcome Anne Murray and Kara McHugh. Ladies, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us. No, definitely, JJ. Pumped to be here. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Didn't expect that intro, did you? <laughs> no. You guys are looking around. Like you that. know, I it was just so nice hearing that stuff about Kara. I build her up as uh, much as I can. We're hype girls for each other, mm-hmm. but you know, she's got the real stuff. Awesome. So you ladies are both in your second season here working. Mm-hmm. What has the journey been like for you? you both you know kind of getting into this program obviously you've been in the mac before kara you've been in you know a couple different conferences but most recently ivy but and we'll start with you what is the transition like working with this program and kind of understanding what this team and the conference is about i think anytime you you step into a new program it takes a a good chunk of time to learn the players you know i'm known Laura for years and it still takes time to learn some office stuff learn some communication and how you guys kind of vibe off of each other on and off the field 
Um, but I have to say, Laura has been fantastic in her role as a mentor and a steward of the program. Um, but for us as coaches as well, making sure that we have a really nice environment to grow. Um, we've been able to, and not for myself specifically, being able to grow and fail. And there are times where I feel like I've been failing a lot and in practice, maybe making a few mistakes here and there, having to change some things up. But it's been really great to go through the process and have it be very active, um, to feel as if you, you have a hand in something. And the players have been so responsive over these past two years. And I think first practice, I was just taken back by the energy that the Stags were bringing. And I think that's a real bedrock of the foundation of the program. So it's been, it's been great. You talk about failing because that's ironic. You look out in the field, you see anything but negative, which Thank is pretty cool to see. But you appreciate the honesty and care for you being a former player in the conference, someone mm -hmm. that stepped in basically from a playing role now to a coaching role. What has that transition been like for you, kind of removing yourself from a player to now knowing, okay, I know a lot about this conference, but what can I do to help the current group? Um, I think I took a lot from my own experience um, at Marist and just wanted to implement, you know, a new a new vibe, a new system with Anne and with Laura. Um, I've kind of just been the one who's taken a backseat a lot, and I'm looking to learn a lot from them, but also have my own little flair to it. Um, so I'm just trying my best to, you know, be kind of whatever the team needs me to be. And I like to go out a lot and be very active with them. So doing extra work um, on and off the field is super important. And I think just, you know, trying to empower these girls to know that they have such a high level that they can reach and that their potential isn't capped. Um, so I just kind of want to build them up and, you know, help them reach their full potential. Now you guys talk about, you know, putting the work on and off the field, but it's not just about the practices. It's really, you know, the off season, the scouting, the recruiting, you know, trying to find what actually works and makes this program click. So, you know, kind of give us now we're in the, you know, the back end of the season, but what is a day in the life of, you know, the backroom staff? Uh, I think it's a lot of tag teaming. I, I made a joke before of being Kara's hype girl. I think that you get a lot of busy work that comes down takes you know some hours to get film coded and typing up scouts and bouncing ideas off each other and you as assistants have to bring a lot of energy to the program and sometimes it's hard um, for both of you to be on all the time and I think a lot of the backroom stuff is staying focused but taking breaks when we need it and making sure that if I'm having a bad day I know Kara's right there having my back building me up um, in such goofy ways and such serious ways. Um, there's definitely a lot of laughter in the back room. And I think sometimes people might think we're not getting stuff done, but I think it's just our way of doing it, you know? So Kara, what makes her tick exactly? What makes her get going a little <laughs> bit on a bad day? Um, well, it could be a bunch of different things. Yeah. You know, maybe not sleeping enough, <laughs> not going to yoga in the morning. Um, I think we all do a really good job of just balancing yeah. each other out, honestly. When one of us has a day where we're kind of frustrated or struggling um we always kind of lift the other up and it's something that always makes us you know flip a switch is definitely having that light and humorous side to us um so any chance that we can kind of give each other a little bit more perspective 
uh, lighten the mood, make each other laugh, that definitely helps in lightening the mood and kind of just bouncing us out. Well, certainly when you watch the group even take warm-ups, they're always kind of, they're going after each other a little bit. There's a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, but at the same time also, you know, it's kind of harnessing that all in, especially when you look at this team this season, as we've talked often on the podcast, there's been a lot of adversity. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been ups and downs, but then you see this group go, you know, unbeaten the Mac up until this point. How do you two, you know, keep everything together and still kind of drill in that nothing's done yet? We still have, you know, especially for this episode, still one more regular season game to go. Kathleen Holzman told us a big goal is to go 8-0 in the Mac. So how does that drive stay there? We keep our standards really high in practice. Although the girls are performing in games and we're coming up with these big wins, we still hold them accountable in practice. And we don't just let them fluff through things. If that's the case, then we bring it in and we kind of just reset because they need to know that they do have a target on their back and that we can't just rest easy. We have to keep striving to be better than we were the day before. And a huge testament to this program taking myself out of the coaching staff for a second and being that player when I did play against Fairfield they were just known to be such gamers and that their warm-ups would be light and they would be laughing and there would be this high energy and then come game time it's like a sucker punch and they're ready to go so I think we're just trying to keep that same mentality and you know empower the girls that they're not done yet and that they have so much more to achieve and they can't settle where they are so you talk about playing Fairfield from a Maris perspective, mm-hmm. now coming in with Canisius. Obviously, we know that they are, they've traditionally been one of the best teams in the league for a decade now. Mm-hmm. When you played them as a player, yeah. and yes, we can negate the fact that Erica Evans is no longer within the conference. <laughs> She's doing her thing down at Maryland. But yeah. this is still, despite their record where they are, this is a very good team. Mm-hmm. So taking what you've done playing in the past and now helping this team as a coach, what can people expect when Canisius takes on Fairfield this Saturday? Uh, Well, it's going to be a very chippy game. Um, Although, you know, Canisius hasn't had the same success this season that they've had in the past, they're still going to want to beat Fairfield. It's always been that rivalry. We came up with the W in the championship last year, and they felt, you know, they lost. So they're definitely going to have that little piece of revenge that they want to get back at us. Um, So I expect the game to be very back and forth. I think it's going to be chippy. It's going to be aggressive. But as long as we just play our game and stick to our game plan and know that there might have to be some changes that we need to make, then we'll, you know, we're going to be successful. Now, the beautiful thing of how the schedule works out is you guys know that we're already you know, into the postseason at this stage. Every game is a one game off. You win or the season is over now. And you've been there before as a player. You've been there as a coach knowing what it takes to win, not only in a conference tournament, but also potentially – the tournament that starts with an N in the NCAA. <laughs> How do you keep the group focused, not knowing that, yes, there's a big picture out there. There is a lot to play for, but at the same time, it's one play at a time, one half at a time, one game at a time. Yeah, you know, you're right. It is It is that moment at a time. And I think a big way that, you know, we found without throughout the season, we've had some really close games. And throughout the MAC conference play, the teams we're coming up against are one loss zero losses so we've had to continually fight and I think the way that we keep it moving forward is we stay consistent like Kara said and we stay tough Um, as coaches we're happy about what we're doing but Kara mentioned this earlier there's a potential that's out there for us to reach and that's within our players grasps and it's our job to keep them disciplined and keep them working 
but I also think you need to have that balance. Pressure can be heavy. And part of, I think, our personalities, our coaching style, our structure of practice is to keep things light in certain moments so that you can find a soft play in a tough situation. And it doesn't always take you coming down hard on people. It it takes you building them up a lot. And we need to keep our confidence high and we need to keep our our discipline and our execution really tight and the way we do that is paying attention to the team keeping a pulse on the players if they're stressed out we got to ease up a little bit we got to give them a break you know you're coming into end of semester you're coming into finals you have to respect what a player is going through off the field and then help them bring whatever they need to bring on the field and we as a staff i think throughout the past six, seven games have been working on that formula. But I have to admit, when you get down to conference time, you get down to NCAA time, it's a little bit of magic. And you gotta you gotta build that magic up. And when you feel it and you see it, you let it go. And you let the players ride that out. And I think that can do some very dangerous things come tournament time. Well, certainly a lot of us want to make sure that that magic does happen this mm-hmm. year at this group. Mm-hmm. But before we wrap up this episode, I asked Coach Field this earlier, and I'm going to ask you too now. Since this is your second year with the program, this is your second year working with this senior class. So mm-hmm. the team's, you know, the group's going to get honored before the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does this group mean to both of you? Uh, it's a lot of smiles for me. Um, you know, they are they're such individuals and they've really grown into who they are and seeing each of them find success and and find that that light magic within themselves that's really special to me i think coming into the program the senior class last year was tough and gritty and they knew what they wanted and this senior class knows what they hope for and what they're kind of dreaming for and you got to be able to follow the dreamers and for them i think they've been pulling us along as coaches a little bit but you're so fortunate to be able to have a group like that that you can follow as a coach that you don't have to drag around that they get to the front of the line and they say no 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 we're going to go this way even when you might be doubting and you might be struggling with something and coming off of uh you know a tough win that wasn't the best performance or coming off of a tough loss that wasn't the best performance it's the leadership of that class and this senior class that has been able to consistently say no 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 we got it and being able to believe them and follow them, I think is a big thing. So that's what I kind of see from this group. I definitely agree. I think that they're a, a great group. Um, there's a lot of personality in that grade, but also a bunch of different personalities and they blend together so well. And in each individual way, they're great leaders. Um, and one thing that I've noticed from last season to this season, um, they've just leveled up their play and it's game by game and they don't falter. They're very consistent and they're just very driven and they're great leaders of this team and kind of holding that standard of what this program is all about. So I'm excited to see what we can accomplish with the rest of the season and they're they're a great group and it's it's really fun to coach them. Awesome. Well, ladies, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to chat with us and good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Thanks so you. much, JJ. Uh, so make sure again to uh, hang with us here as we have one more home game left on the regular season before we head into the postseason. That'll be this Saturday against Canisius. Uh, noon start. If you can't make it out to Rafferty Stadium, make sure to watch on the Stag Sports Network on the Fairfield Athletics Facebook page. And as we mentioned earlier, more information on the MAC Championship Weekend semifinals on May the 2nd on a Thursday, and then Saturday is the Championship Day. Stay tuned on 
fairfieldstags.com. Thanks for tuning in. As always, make sure to keep with us on social media at Fairfield Stags, at Stags Men's Lacks, and at Stags Women's Lacks. So signing off for now. Until next time, go Stags. The Inside Fairfield Lacrosse Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For all information related to Fairfield Lacrosse, log on to fairfieldstags.com.